Today is June the 17th. Why can hospitality become difficult? Let's find out together as we look at different passages throughout the Bible. In the Old Testament, uh, the Israelites were encouraged to provide hospitality to a particular category of people. The Hebrew word for that person is ger. And uh, what that word conveys, uh, it's translated in some place stranger, in some place foreigner, but it really refers to the resident alien who has chosen to live in the land of Israel but has not yet proselytized and become an Israelite themselves. These are the strangers, the foreigners, to whom Israel is to show hospitality. Now, we'll come back and we'll look at that in a little bit, but the first reason that showing one of those resident aliens hospitality can be difficult is because when you take in a stranger like this, you are obliged to provide some level of protection for that stranger. In Genesis chapter 19, when the three men visited Sodom, Lot took them into his home. In that horrible, horrible story, the men of the city of Sodom, Sodom pounded on Lot's door and said, give us the three men so we can sexually molest them. Lot actually said, I have two daughters. Take them. Use them. I need to protect these strangers. Now the angels who were with Lot wouldn't hear of that. So they struck the men with blindness and drove them away. But you see from this story the level of protection that in, uh, in the time they felt obliged to provide to a stranger that they were being hospitable to. For us today, that level of protection is probably uh, not going to take place. But when we are hospitable, to someone else. When we have someone who is living by us, who is not part of the church, and we want to get to know them, and we show them hospitality, uh, inviting them into our homes, uh, inviting them for a meal, uh, sharing with them, as we come to know them, we may feel awkward because they're not like us. They may have different political views than we have. They may have different views on common topics of the day. The world that we live in is becoming increasingly distant from God and increasingly embraces values and principles that are certainly not biblical. As we come in contact with those people, we're going to find ourselves sometimes feeling strange. That's okay. We will feel strange. We will be a little bit 
awkward when we deal with them. Just work through it. Just keep the lines of communication open. We're not asking you to change your point of view to become theirs. We are asking you to listen and to accept their point of view, even if it's wrong. Acceptance here doesn't mean that you also embrace it, but you understand what they're saying. You're keeping the line of communication open so that you can continue to show hospitality to them. Now let's come back to that word that we were talking about originally. Um, the resident alien who lives among us is one to whom we show hospitality. In the Old Testament, we are actually told to avoid the foreigner. At least the Israelites were told to avoid the foreigner. Exodus chapter 12, verse 43 is a great example of this. In giving the instructions for eating the Passover meal, Moses says this, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, these are the instructions for the festival of Passover. No outsiders are allowed to eat the Passover meal. Now the word that's used there in Hebrew is not the word ger that I mentioned earlier. It's a different word. And it means one who is alien, one who is foreign, one who is outside of Israel. Later on, just several verses later, in verse 48, if there are foreigners living among you, the ger, the resident aliens, if there are resident aliens living among you who want to celebrate the Lord's Passover, let all their males be circumcised. Only then may they celebrate the Passover with you like any native-born Israelite. But no uncircumcised male may ever eat the Passover meal. So even the resident alien that you accept and allow to live among you, it's different when they take that last step and identify fully as an Israelite through the rite of circumcision. Now we find this difference between foreigner and resident alien all throughout Scripture. In the book of Nehemiah, chapter 9, um, a passage that we may find a little bit awkward ourselves because here, Nehemiah identifies that many of the Israelite men who stayed on after the exile and lived in Israel had married foreign women. He doesn't use the word resident alien. He uses the word for the outsider. The issue being not a mixed bloodline. The issue being is that the women that they married made no attempt to become Israelite. They continued following their foreign gods. Nehemiah 9, chapter 2, all the Israelite, all of Israelite descent separated themselves from all 
foreigners, not resident aliens, the other word, all of the outsiders, as they confess their own sins and the sins of their ancestors. Then finally in Ezekiel chapter 44, verse 7, you've brought uncircumcised foreigners, not the resident aliens. It's the other word. You have brought uncircumcised foreigners into my sanctuary, people who have no heart for God. In this way, you defiled my temple even as you offered me the food, the fat, and the blood of sacrifices. There's a difference between the one who doesn't want to be a part and those who are open to being a part. So the question is, how do we know the difference? How do we understand when um, they're a resident alien and when they're a foreigner? We actually get a clue in the book of Genesis, chapter 18, when Abraham sees the three men standing at a distance, he runs to them, he bows down, and he says, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while water is brought to wash your feet. Since you've honored your servant with this visit, let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey. The New American Standard Bible translates that slightly differently. It says very literally, let me bring you a little water and let me bring you a piece of bread. The strangers were at the outskirts of Abraham's camp. He went to them to find out what their intentions were and if they would receive an offer like he was offering. All right, they said, do as you have said. They take the little water, they take the piece of bread. Then, from verses 6 to 8, Abraham runs back to his tent. He says to Sarah, bake bread. And he took three measures of, of flour to, to bake a lot of bread. And he found his servants and they said, kill a calf. And they killed, butchered, and cooked a calf. The point is, Abraham started slowly. We need to start slowly as well. If we're trying to identify if the person that we're reaching out to and showing hospitality has any curiosity at all in the things of the Lord, start slow. If they don't, okay, come back and try again later. But if they do, continue showing hospitality. Uh, bake them bread, cook them a calf that you just butchered from your flock. But start slow. My question for you today, yesterday I encouraged you to think about someone that you could reach out to. Today, what can I do to reach out to that person? Start slow. 
like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll ask the question, what might happen if we show hospitality?